right and we are back um to talk about some of the movies that we've seen recently um i think we had kind of plans to do like a double feature type of thing but i just haven't had quite time to make that list yet but we have seen quite a few things um most notably renfield um and by we he means me because he's watched like four films this entire month yeah i've been busy but they've been good well they've been notable films nonetheless so yeah i mean when it comes to renfield go ahead and start on why you somehow gave that a four stars because we both know that you wouldn't have given it four stars if you wouldn't have talked shit before watching the movie but now you feel obligated <clears throat> to give it a high score just because you were talking shit but you know no, I, I would happily give it a low score if it deserved it but my god Renfield was so good oh, like, here we go I I don't even understand what you disliked about it your thing was like oh the blood is fake it's a comedy of course they didn't want it to be ultra realistic like <laughs> what the fuck were you expecting not CGI terrible looking blood like it wasn't even good looking CGI blood like that's the Dude. other thing Marvel has burnt out the entire fucking post effects industry. They probably only had like one guy to do the CGI. So, are you standing by that right now? (laughs) That's what your excuse is for this? (laughs) No, my excuse is like before Marvel and James Cameron came along and was like, movies should cost half a billion dollars. We used to just make mid budget movies with shitty CGI. Who cares? Like, it's well, not an ultra serious film. It's not a big <laughs> say that again. Exactly. It's yeah, it's it a is... comedy. It's a goofball, ultra violent comedy with dick jokes and yep. Nick Cage. Oh my god, I love Nick Cage. Like if, if Nick Cage wasn't in the movie, it would have been a half a star for me. Um yeah, Cage... he he definitely punches this whole film up. Like there was Without... absolutely zero romantic chemistry between Aquafina and Nicholas Holt. Zero. Yeah. That Nick, whole subplot Aquafina... didn't even come to flourish. Like, it was dumb. Every subplot. Nothing made, like, what, what was the point of the bugs? Him eating bugs. They, they accepted Look. that there was no point for that. Which, you love to pick and choose when rules are supposed to matter in movies. But they literally established rules in this movie and then it completely ignored them or didn't follow through with them or explain them in any way. Wait, and then you're what like, are you talking okay. about? What rules did they explain? Like, what are you even talking about? The, specifically? Him eating bugs. Why? Yeah. Why did that work? What did that have and to do with anything that, that was... Because it's based story? on the book Dracula. Like, I don't know why these were the rules that they invented, but that's the rules. That's the lore. That's what they went with. <laughs> You're so flippy floppy on when it matters. Okay, when, well, but... why why do vampires burst into flames in the sunlight? Like, what is the reason for that? Uh, they live in darkness, ultraviolet, like, <laughs> burns their skin. <laughs> that makes more sense than him eating bugs. They literally were just like... Why is that? Like, they made a joke it was because they had no reason for him to eat bugs. Because he... It would have made more sense than the life force of the bugs, and it gives him a fraction of Dracula's power. <laughs> that's the rule that they established, <laughs> and that's the rule that they follow. No, it's stupid. 
It, it had nothing to do with anything. It was just random and stupid. And then the, the, Dracula's blood somehow now heals him. It would have made more sense if they were like, he's now like turning into a vampire over time because uh, the vampire's blood has been healing him this whole time to make him immortal. That would have made slightly more sense. But I get what you're saying. It's a comedy, so nothing needs to make sense. And it doesn't have to be good because it's a comedy. <laughs> well, not just that. Vampires are fictional characters. Who cares what the lore is? They establish the lore and then they follow their own rules. You just said, oh, they break their own rules. No, they don't. What you meant to say was the rules are dumb, but you can't even articulate that shit. And they you're going to critique someone else's writing? It, it 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 just doesn't make sense and it doesn't it didn't matter to the story at all <laughs> that he Look, ate bugs or bugs specifically or anything like that like the the only if thing you're trying he... to say that this film was bland and cliche in its primary plot yeah so what it's like rocky road ice cream it's just cheap vanilla ice cream but it's all the little stuff they put in there that makes it so damn good and nick cage he's that delicious peanut butter cup that's in ice cream that just makes it pop like oh my god i absolutely loved him easily my second favorite dracula of all time yeah definitely not that but <laughs> um although i love his absurdly fake teeth that he just had to act through the whole time. Like, they had nothing holding his teeth in his mouth. And he just has to act through it the whole time. Yep. Incredible choice. I loved it. No. I absolutely love Dude, the scene in the apartment, I could not stop laughing. When Nick Cage is listening to a story he knows is bullshit, and he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, you were on your way to see me. You were on your way. Like, oh my god. I loved that whole scene. It was incredible. Every time Nick Cage is on the screen, it is incredible. And Aquafina is funny. She can't act, but she's funny. And it's a comedy. It made me laugh. I would recommend this to anyone other than you who like you're just taking out your personal frustrations of life on this movie. Not really fair, Merrick. Not really, no, you know. It was objective. It wasn't that funny. It definitely wasn't scary. And the action was over the top, I guess, but subpar at best. And it if Nick Cage again wasn't in this movie, I'll agree he's the best part of the movie and the only reason that I was sticking in it for as long as I did, because he was entertaining, but in general, yeah, this movie is all over the place with the plot. It's just, it's not solid when it comes to the story at all. Yeah, <laughs> it has a subpar story, but so does shit like the body, the hitman's bodyguard. You have you know? this as four star. You you also have Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man at four stars. You also have Pulp Fiction at four stars. You also have the unbearable weight of massive talent at four stars so it just is it's hard for me to believe that you really truly believe that this movie is on par with all like i would have maybe not giving be giving you a hard time if you gave it like a three and a half or a three like but, but four, see, four that's, stars like that's just too much and you know it that's where you're just getting hung up on this you're comparing it to other stuff but my star rating isn't really a oh a strict eight out of ten that's what i'm giving this film no it's more like a 
yeah, I would recommend this film to anybody. I don't care who you are, I'd recommend it to you. No, That's what a four star specifically is. needs to be a Nicolas Cage fan who likes spoof horror movies. Like that's the audience, no one else. And they struggled to find I'm... the audience because it didn't even really seem like they knew who they were trying to get here. Cause it's just like, is it an action movie? Is it a horror movie? Is it a comedy? But then you eventually just come to like, yeah, it's a spoof comedy, like with a little bit of action and Nick Cage is there. Like Nick Cage just needs to be his own genre at this point with how many movies he has in general, but still it's just like, yeah, it is just a struggle to find its identity. I'm sorry. I think it's just as good as something like the Hitman's Bodyguard. You were saying the action was subpar, but the action is funny. It's not trying to be John Wick, clearly, but the action they have is funny. There's a part where he u- uses two arms. He ripped off a guy to fight a bunch of guards and then throws them through people like spears. Right. Dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. No. And the one kick he does, the x-ray kick, I don't want to spoil that for anyone who hasn't seen it, but oh, my God. That was hysterical. That was straight out of Mortal Kombat. Yes, yes, it was. And Mortal Kombat is a beloved video game franchise that's had like 20 iterations. Yeah. So it wasn't a total train wreck. I means. Yeah. It definitely. Yeah, I, I actually want to go see it again. <laughs> oh, God. All right, whatever. Well, yeah, it's definitely a, a one-time movie for me, and I will only recommend it to somebody who wants a Nicolas Cage movie that will be at the top of my list. But they just have to be in it for Nicolas Cage and absolutely nothing else. <laughs> but You're out of your mind. The movie's a lot of fun. I'd recommend it to anybody. Have a good time. As per usual, your horror rating is system is just off and not good in general, just because you give them just a whatever. I knew the second you, you gave it two and a half stars, I was gonna love this movie. I was just like, oh and man, that's what it is. That's so what it is. You did it to spite me. <laughs> <laughs> you know damn well this is a three or three and a half star movie at best for you. Nah, nah, whatever. All right, moving right along. Um, what else have we been watching? Did we talk about Cocaine Bear the last time? Um, no, you actually, I don't remember because I remember you saw it late. I don't know if we talked about it. Well, it I, in general, it is that one is actually pretty funny, and that one I did go into with expectations that this is going to be dumb and I'm not going to like it. But well, not gonna not like it, but not take it seriously. And yeah, it was funny, and it had some really memorable moments. And uh, yeah, I really liked um the like um park ranger lady. I can't remember her name, but she's oh yeah, and she's just this is so funny to me, just the way she talked. You don't remember Margot Martindale? She was like the reoccurring character on BoJack Horseman. Character <laughs> actress Margot Martindale. That's how. I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. character actress. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I and she got the best death of the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was right out the ambulance. <laughs> I don't see. I feel like this is exactly on par with Renfield. 
I love this movie. Did it need more cocaine bear? Yes, just like Grinfield needed more Nicolas Cage. But those are both films where you go into it, you can tell just from the premise, from the opening, you're not supposed to take this too seriously. It's just a fun horror comedy that really cranks up the gore factor and has some fun with it. And that's what I love about both these movies. And that's why you like both these movies too and decide to pair them together. No, I. They both are striving for one thing, and only one of them actually achieved it. So, and that's you mean they're both on par and thoroughly funny mid-budget movies. I agree. I agree. And we need more of these, you know. Like now that Marvel's showing some um, chips in the armor, this is what we need to go back to: a bunch of fun mid-budget movies. Did you see the trailer for Marvels, the Marvels? I did. And in typical fashion, I'm just sitting there like, oh, this looks fun. Oh, the internet hates it and is full of sexism. <laughs> yep. Why did I expect anything different? <laughs> yeah. Like, just reading the comments on the trailer, I don't even understand the jokes these people are making, and I don't understand what they saw that set them off. Yeah, and to me, I think it is just like a backlash of the last two or three movies not being absolute ballpark, you know, smash hits. Um and yeah, it's just, I think they gave away too much in the trailer. So I think people are just guessing and they think that they know the whole movie and they aren't satisfied with that. But I think that Marvel's going to, I hope they try to pull the rug out from underneath us and totally pull out something crazy for this one. Because it looks like, I mean, even Kevin Feige said, I believe in himself, that he wanted like Captain Marvel to be like the front runner of the Avengers and kind of lead into the next phase. So if that's the case, then they really, really, really need to do something crazy in this movie. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Jonathan Majors as far as if or he's going to continue to play Kang or not, just because of all the bullshit that he has going on in real life. Um, it's kind of not necessarily an Ezra Miller situation at this point, but it's not looking great. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know, Marvel's future is so all over the place right now. But, yeah, I mean, the trailer, I thought the same thing as you, like, the trailer looks fine. Like, there's, I don't see the the hate towards it, but I do, I do think they did give away too much. So. See, and I don't even understand what you mean by that. Like, what is the story? Because I thought this was just a teaser. I didn't really get a sense of what the movie was. Like, other than the three Marvels are going to be together and they're somehow linked in an unknown way. Like, of course something was going to happen to bring them together, but what happened? Why are their powers entangled? What is their mission and objective? What were each of them doing, you know? I don't really know what this movie's about. But just the fact that they're intertwined and teleporting towards each other and where each other has been and i just think that even that aspect of the film is too much to give away um but again yeah like you said there is no like explanation on why that is happening but i think that the fandom is going to i think that is a part of the reason why the fandom is just so like an uproar because they think that they know what's going to happen based off of just that so 
Well, the only impression I have based on that is we're going to get a fight scene similar to Infinity War, where Doctor Strange is using portals to warp Spider-Man around. We're going to have a final climax fight scene where, like, their powers are entangled, so they're all just teleporting and working as a unit and attacking and, like, bouncing all over the place. And that's probably going to be really cool. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, like I, to me, there's nothing wrong with it. And like, I'm actually really hoping that this is going to be like the breath of fresh air. I'm hoping that Guardians of the Galaxy will be like the jolts of, oh, okay, Marvel still has it. And then the Marvels will continue to push forward. But who knows? I mean, a lot of people are saying that the Guardians 3 is going to be like Marvel's last good, good film. And then after that, they're doomed just because that's the one that James Gunn was kind of involved with. And yeah, so... I mean, what do yeah, you think? but here's the thing. No one had that thought process when the first Guardians was coming out. No one looked at James Gunn's other work and was just like, oh yeah, this is the guy who's going to nail it and get it right, you know? So it just, it's just going to take one other director whose style meshes well with Marvel to make a banger like the first Guardians or like the Winter Soldier or Black Panther. And then people are just going to be like, oh yeah, take all of our money. And then they're going to make a billion dollars and people are just be like, wow, is Marvel back? And it's like, no, nah, they were stretched too thin. They just started focusing. It's all fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and they have a lot of money to play with. I mean, with the billions and billions of dollars that they've made. So no one's really worried about them. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Game Bear made a lot of money, um, but a movie or there have been movies recently that haven't made a lot of money and a big one uh that comes to mind is Shazam the fury of the gods and you didn't even watch this movie um because nope. you hate DC and have no faith in them anymore but it was decent you know the first Shazam is good this one is a three and a half star movie to me um and everybody that's seen it on my letterbox has given it <coughs> three stars but yeah, this movie tanked at the box office, and it's really unfortunate. I think a big part of this also has to do with Black Adam kind of tanking and just, again, the overall, like, no faith in DC, but yeah. Yeah, well, you got to think about it. So it's a PG-13 film, right? So yeah. the people who saw the first Shazam in theater are a completely different set of people than the people that would want to see this film, you know? Like, there's such a large gap between there. You had the whole new audience of 13-year-olds who could have picked this one. But like you said, the most recent movie that has this kind of character was Black Adam. It wasn't great. Anyone who's keeping up with any um, news about DC knows that the reader, the whole universe is about to be reset. So it's just like, who wants to go see a movie that's continuity isn't going to matter, that is appealing to a younger audience when we've had so many of those movies, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think because the first one was so well-received, I think that's why I'm a little bit more shocked about why this one tanked as bad as it did. Um, because this movie is not even crossing the $200 million mark. I'm not even sure if it's past the $175 million mark. And for a movie like of this caliber to not even do that, 
like Black Adam was at least in the $350 million range as far as the box office is concerned. So it's just like, God damn, like mm. really are just not into even the because like singular DC films do well. Joker, like there's been some really ba- like huge DC bangers. So you would think that they would have faith in like the singular trilogy franchise or just Shazam itself. But damn, like they just really dropped off and it's unfortunate. The fact that Batman versus Superman and Justice League aren't the highest grossing films of all time is just testament to the fact that they have no idea what to do with these properties. Like, they don't trust directors enough to make movies. Um, They pick directors who actively acknowledge they don't really like the source material and want to do something different. And then all the fans of those of that source material is just like, well, this isn't really what I want. It's only a small, outspoken group of people who really thought Zack Snyder was the guy for the job. But honestly, if you grew up loving Batman and Superman, and then you go to see Batman and Superman, you're like, who are these people? They are not the people that I know and love. And it's just, DC has really dropped the ball. And other than hard resetting, I don't know what they could have done to get people's trust and faith back. As I open up another cold one, but I mean, and a lot of people can sometimes like blame it on like uh, franchise fatigue or superhero fatigue, but literally like within the last couple of months and uh, this is just like my overall knowledge from working at the theater and shit like that, like john wick chapter four like killed it in the theaters when it comes to scream six scream six also did really well so it's just like there are like sequels and franchises that yeah in march in march we got creed three john wick four and scream six and they all did incredibly well and they were all r-rated folks that towards an older audience you know Actually, I'm not sure if Creed 3 was R-rated. But Scream 6 and John Wick 4, both R-rated, both came out in the same month, both entries in a franchise, both did really well. All these people who make these clickbaity articles, they're just people who are looking for anything that supports their belief or their feeling and ignoring everything to the contrary. It's like they want these movies to do poorly, so they're like, see? 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 <laughs> yeah. And I haven't even seen, but um, have you even watched the new Mario movie? Uh, No, I'm not really interested. I mean, that's another one that's killing it at the box office. Right now it's at $692 million, highest grossing superhero or uh, video game movie of all time. Like it's it's insane, and you know Disney is pissed because they definitely wanted that title. Um, and you know a few and other. And all, yeah, all I know about it, or all I've heard about it, is the story is kind of lazy and mediocre, and that it's just a decent children's film. But because of brand recognition, it's doing this well. So, Damn. yeah, it's it's got to be pissing off anyone at Pixar who's just like we've made like nothing but bangers well 
90% of our movies are bangers. They maybe have like some Cars sequels and Buzz Lightyear that weren't great, but they just make banger after banger after banger, and they get sent straight to Disney+. Plus. Don't even get a theatrical run. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but, I mean, I am glad that Puss and Boots did well. Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah, it is nice that if it does have a strong story, that that does follow through at the box office. You know, if it is good, it re there are, like very rare instances where I think a movie is good, but it doesn't do well at the box office. And I think Shazam is probably like, again, that movie wasn't, it's a three and a half star, but still, I think that that's probably the biggest like good movie that tanked in a while for me. I feel like it was the Dungeons and Dragons movie. That movie, I was surprised how much I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Oh. And yeah, that had everything that Marvel movies have. Like, they were clearly playing from Marvel's handbook and did it really well. There was a few things that, like, I could tell the source material was coming through, and I'm not really a fan of Dungeons & Dragons, fantasy, all that stuff. But for a majority of that movie, it was a great, fun action movie, huge brand recognition, huge stars, mass appeal, and it just... Uh, last I heard, it did fine, but it's not going to make its budget back. Yeah, I think it's definitely if it is that good, it's it's going to get its audience. I mean, I think that eventually, I it's going to do okay in general. Yeah, it'll definitely be profitable. I mean, the Northman tanked in theaters, but became profitable through um paid rental and just its home. Well, that um, movie shouldn't see the light of day nor should it have any type of sequel but we won't talk about that it was an incredible movie and i hope that edgar wright gets or excuse me robert Eggers get gets a chance to get make some type of for us for making people watch that you're right and i agree with you but anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah everyone on my letterbox has dungeons and dragons at least three stars or more so i'm definitely gonna check it out and it has a 3.7 overall which is pretty good on for letterbox yeah no it was good it was a surprisingly good movie it actually started kind of slow i thought oh man i took a chance and this movie's gonna suck but once it gets going it's really going all right well what else have you seen lately that was decent um, in theaters, not really a whole lot other than what we just talked about. I mean, John Wick 4, incredible. Renfield, really good. Uh, we both love that one. So, you know, high recommend. High praise, especially from Merrick. Two and a half stars um, at best. Um, have you seen the trailer for Talk to Me? I I have seen the poster. So I they're like two. Um. Well, you you explain it. What is it? <laughs> it's a new horror movie coming out from A twenty four, and it's got this weird hand that's almost like a monkey's paw, but it's shaped like it's trying to shake your hand. So they just light a candle, shake the hand, and then invoke spirits, and the spirits decide to stay. Seems kind of cliche, but it seems really well done. And the fact that 
A24 is taking a chance on it tells me it's probably going to have a little more to it. So I'm just kind of excited yeah. for that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there hasn't been too many like trailers that have interested me or like made me interested. Like, oh, did you see the trailer for the blackening? I did. That one is funny. That one I'm definitely going to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Now, see, that one is definitely going to be a horror comedy, not Renfield's. That was <laughs> Renfield wasn't even funny. I hear you. It's going to be a horror comedy on par with Renfield. That's yeah. a difficult feat, but the movie looks like it could pull it off. It looks good. So anyway, back to John Wick 4. Um, <laughs> where would you rank John Wick 4 with the other three? Is it better, worse? What? Where you have it at? For me, I have it at 1, 4, 3, 2. I think John Wick 4 is the best sequel. So you have the second one as the lowest? Yes. I enjoy the second one. Don't get me wrong. I've watched it several times. But amongst the four, I think it's the weakest. Damn. So you really like the fourth one, the second best. Like, didn't it seem a little bit odd that they just, like, wrapped everything up, though? Like, I thought it was going to go for a couple more chapters. I'm really glad that they ended on a high note. Like, Keanu's doing nothing but getting older. Like, he'd be, what? wouldn't he be 60 if Part 5 came out in two or three years? Like, come on, man. It, it's impressive that he can keep it up for this long, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, end on a high note. Spoiler alert. But, yeah, he didn't <laughs> have to die. <laughs> Honestly, I I feel like it just fits with the themes of every movie. Like we've never seen John Wick be, get happiness. You know, his happiness has come and gone by the time the first movie starts. So the fact that he was able to gain his freedom and die just a free man while also helping his friend Kane, I think it's as good a way as any to go. Mm. How do you want John? How do you want John Wick to die in a nursing home? Really? No, I want him to be trying to save his prodigy in some type of situation, and he sacrifices himself to, you know, continue on the next person that he's been training, or he passes on the mantle in some way to someone else so they can not necessarily not do the John Wick movie. But continue cliche and terrible that is literally the plot of an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia they make a movie that cliche and boring and then mock how ridiculous that is or that <laughs> anyone wants it and what real life movie do they do that in what are you talking about? They they're literally tried to do that in the last Indiana Jones, and it looks like they're gonna try and do it in this one. That's two in one franchise. <laughs> no one gives a shit about Indiana Jones. <laughs> Who wants? Oh that? yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to name such a niche audience kind of film. You know. Okay, well, no one had faith in Shia LaBeouf. Like, what the fuck? 
You even shit on The Dark Knight Rises, and that's literally the plot of that one. It's like, well, how do we send Batman off? What if he trains someone and then passes the mantle on to him before going off to live in the sunset? And now you're just like, that's what I want. A movie that I don't really like. Mm, Yeah, but they didn't do it that well. Like, John Wick (laughs) has a reputation of doing shit good. If you do it and right, they did this movie it doesn't really matter. Well. Cliche. You know what I mean? Times you're like, it was cliche, but they did it right. So I like it. It's just <laughs> like it doesn't, if it's if it works, it works. And John Wick has the reputation you're of right. making shit work. And that's why that's why Renfield worked, man. It was cliche, but it worked on so many levels. Oh and God. so did John Wick for the lighting, the choreography, the oh man, they had so many good fights. And yeah. just seeing John Wick after he's had time to heal and he's in his quote-unquote prime, his old man prime, like, oh, man, I loved it. It didn't really quite make sense to me, though, that, like, once he had killed the high table, that they were still coming after him. I know we kind of talked about this already, but it's just, like, it, once you kill no. the those who are above the high table, it just doesn't quite make sense that they would still be coming after you. Like it just, I don't know. Like that whole it part makes perfect sense. Like what? There's no thing, whether it's fictional or real life, where you just kill one person and then the evil empire is just like, okay, well, I guess we're done. We surrender. You know? No, someone always steps up to fill in that power vacuum. And this was no different. Like, that was even a plot of the film, you know? Thematically, they even reference Hercules and the Hydra. You can go around killing people all the live long day, but if you don't work within their system, it'll never stick. It'll never take. And that's what John Wick has to do. He has to beat them at their own game. And he does it successfully. It costs him everything, but he does it. And he becomes a martyr and an ideal. I love sending him off in this way. I don't want to see him like train Robin and then go dine in old folks' home. I think that's a shitty idea, Eric. But that's all you really have is shitty ideas. <laughs> no, they would have been a lot cooler if they continued this on. Yeah. Would have been a lot better. Because they do shit right. Not every movie needs a thousand sequels. Like, we don't need multiple MCUs. Mm. You're right. But four is a weird note to end on. Oh, you didn't see it coming, did you? Here you go. Shit. There are some people who still don't believe it. A lot of people are just looking for all the evidence they can to be like, no, he's not actually dead. Have you heard these theories? No, I thought it was pretty definitive that he died in the movie. Like, and it, it would yeah. be dumb if they pulled some shit like that. And that is another thing I loved about Renfield. People always joke about how the guy never dies. He always comes back in some way. And they're even like, yeah, even after chopping him up into little cubes of cement and dispersing them, we're not sure this will work. But, you know, it'll take a minute. That was dumb. I, I love that fucking joke. In I like made that joke 20 minutes in, 20 minutes in, you're like, okay, so they're going to use cocaine as the as the circle. 
like it, it, like you can guess the plot from like the first 20 minutes and it's just like yep that's exactly what they did cocaine as the fucking circle that stops him why does this, the circle stop him they don't explain it it doesn't matter no one cares it's just like the spider they do explain it you just don't like their explanation <laughs> <laughs> 